Harry Zydel loved action, speed, risk. He found them all in bicycle racing. Harry might have been an Olympic champion, still could be, probably, if he changed his attitude, for at twenty-three he remained in his leg-churning prime. But that wasn't Harry. Once he set his mind on something, he went full bore, and now he wasn't chasing the next turn, other races, or a finish line. Just months ago he had competed before thousands of cheering fans in raucous arenas. His picture appeared in newspapers. Children might call out to the lean, dark-haired sports hero when they recognized him cycling on the streets of Berlin. Now he toiled nearly alone. No one cheered, even if he deserved it for victories far beyond any of his racing exploits. That would be too dangerous. Since the emergence of the new barrier dividing Berlin on August 13, 1961, Harry's wife, Rothrat, had worried about him. Whenever he set off on one of his secret missions, she wondered if he would fail to come home, perhaps forever. Friends called Harry a Draufganger, a daredevil. They urged him to quit his death-defying deeds, return to cycling, and open that newspaper kiosk he coveted, but they might as well have been shouting into a wintry wind off the river Spray. In just the first months after the war arrived, Seidel had led his wife and son, and more than two dozen others, across the nearly impenetrable border to the west. And in Harry's mind there were still countless others, that is, nearly anyone in the east, to rescue. Seidel had drawn only praise from the States during his cycling career, which had culminated in several East Berlin titles and two medals at the 1959 East German Championships. Barely out of his teens, he quit his job as an electrician when the state began paying him to compete full-time. Even as he was being extolled in propaganda organs, Harry revealed himself as insufficiently patriotic when, unlike many others on the national team, he refused to ingest steroids to enhance his performance. He also failed to join the ruling Communist Party. This cost him any chance to make the country's 1960 Olympic team, and his government stipend was cancelled. Now, in early 1962, his reputation in East German secret police files as an escape helper matched his fame as a cyclist. The trade had not come without cost. Seidel's first escape had been his own. Just hours after the wire and concrete barrier materialized to brutally divide Berlin on the morning of August 13th, Seidel left the apartment he shared with his wife, son, and mother-in-law in the Prenzlauerberg district to explore the border by bicycle. South of the city centre he found a spot where the barbed wire was low. With guards distracted by protesters, he shouldered his bike and leaped over the wire. It was a test more than anything. He figured he could return to the east just as easily, which he did a few hours later, passing through a checkpoint. It was still no problem going in that direction. Harry, being Harry, he felt confident he could jump the border again in the hours ahead. He wasn't eager to abandon Rotraut and baby Andre, but he didn't want to lose the newspaper delivery job he held in the West. Even if he did get stuck across the barrier, he would surely find a way to get his family, including his mother, out soon. Later that day Harry considered another vault to the West, but it looked like the border guards were tightening their controls. 
Just after dark, he wrapped his passport in plastic and dove into the spray to swim the more than two hundred yards to the west. Coming up for air, he nearly headbutted an East Berlin police boat. Treading water, he finally heard one of the cops say, Let's go, nothing to see here. After they left, he swam the rest of the way to the shore. While Seidel pondered how to rescue his family, one of Rotraut's brothers tried to get them out using West German passports bearing photos that resembled them. When that brother attempted to smuggle the fake IDs through a checkpoint, they did not pass muster. Harry's mother and mother-in-law were arrested. His wife remained free only because she had a baby to care for. Harry, enraged, vowed to retrieve his mother when she emerged from prison, and to spring his wife and son immediately. After another bicycle tour, this time along the western side of the wall, he determined that the safest place for a breakout was along Kiefholzstrasse, near Treptow, one of the city's largest parks. There was nothing but barbed wire, no fencing or concrete at the border there, and plenty of trees and bushes in the American-occupied zone for cover. To provide a blanket of darkness, he shot out a couple of spotlights with an air rifle. On the evening of September 3rd, 1961, three weeks after the coming of the wall, Rotraut, slender and blue-eyed, received an unexpected phone call at her apartment. Harry, calling from a cafe in the east, announced that he would pick her up in an hour. Rotraut, whose family had emigrated from Poland, was as anti-communist as her husband, and had been considering ways to escape on her own, so the invitation from Harry was most welcome. When he arrived, he told her to dress in black, give their baby part of a sleeping pill, and follow him. Soon they were penetrating the underbrush along Kiefholzstrasse, where Harry had already cut the barbed wire. He crawled through, then stood and lifted the top wire. Rotraut passed him the baby and stepped into the west. Then, with Harry, she ran like hell to his Ford Taunus. Minutes later, the three Seidels were relaxing in Harry's apartment in the Schöneberg district.